trying to find balance in my life, but like it really don't make sense. That sounds like the most self-destructive. Doesn't it? It's so self. But I don't know what else. I told my mama, I was like, man, I need to go back to the gym. I need structure. Like I need better structure than what I have. I need to add something. I don't do shit. I don't do shit but work and go out. But I don't have no. I don't have no fucking kids. I ain't got no real bills. I do. I need a hobby. That's I was about to say, my, my hobby's going outside. <laughs> I, I need a hobby. That's why I told my mom. I was like, Ma, I can't do this. Like, I need to go back to the gym. I'm doing too much partying. I need to go back to the gym. Why don't you do some, uh, learn how to sew? <laughs> I just need to sit the... F- this is my problem. I need to get out of my parents' house. Okay. I don't feel like I have any freedom. And by freedom, I just mean, like, creative freedom mental freedom it's not about like oh i just want to pop this pussy no like i want to be able to just i don't want to feel like i gotta be inside my room all day or either be outside to right, 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 right i get that i get that like you want to be able to just like lay around the house do nothing maybe do it like a right. diy project or some shit like that it, yeah people always ask me why i haven't moved in with you and i'm just like that man is 29 he needs to live by himself and i'm not <laughs> imagine you coming home from work and i'm being his in this bitch singing that man probably gonna be like fuck i'm yeah, like i have noise cancel my headphones i'm like you know i don't want to do that i'm not just about to, i'm like i'm gonna come disturb one of you bitches before i disturb his grown ass that man deserves to be alone like I mean, what the yeah. fuck yeah, we want the extra bedroom. Just, I feel like I can't even do that. <laughs> I do. I ain't gonna lie. I'm super like, uh, I think, I don't think people realize how introverted I am until they live with me. Because like my original uh, roommate in this place, Kevin, he like knew. Mm-hmm. But okay, so back when I was in a relationship, I kind of had an excuse to flake, right? Because like even if I wanted to do something crazy ass <laughs> wasn't letting me go like she was always gonna make a big deal of it yeah. so I didn't really do anything and like then after that <clears throat> that's when I really realized like oh shit even without an excuse I'm super fucking introverted mm-hmm. so uh I didn't really do anything and I I don't think Kevin realized that because like once we moved in together like he used to crack a joke he was like he's like oh you're out your room huh like I <laughs> I just stay in my room I do my own thing I'll come out at like two AM to cook when he when he goes in his bedroom and shit. Like don't get me wrong, like we used to do things together. Like yeah. I started watching sports uh with Kevin. We would go to like fucking wrestling matches. Like I would never have done that type of shit before so so like I am, you know, I come out my shell when I want to. Mm-hmm. But for the most part I just like being in my own space, like doing what I want to at yeah, all you times. You got a whole ass house to yourself. I'm like, bro, I'm not about to go in that man bad cave. With my fucking shenanigans. (laughs) You know, there was a time in my life where I, like, the first time I lived alone, right? Because I had my own apartment my senior year in high school. But uh, I had a roommate. So, um, the first time I had, like, my own spot, I was sitting in that bitch one night. I remember I was like, this is boring. Because, you know, coming from being one of five fucking siblings in one house and then my loud-ass mama... Mm -hmm. Like, it was always loud. I'm always, like, I was so used to dysfunction and, like, chaos and noise. And then, like, living by yourself, you don't hear shit. Like, I'm just sitting on the couch. I'm like, whoa, this is creepy. But fast forward, it's like, what, eight years later now? Whew. <laughs> I love silence. Sometimes I come oh, yeah. home from work. I don't touch my phone. I don't touch anything. I just sit on the couch, and it's just 
I like hear the cars go down the street and shit like that. And just but that's like, what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, you can't just certain people. And that, see, this is shit that I already know. I'm like, I can't just be like, hey, friend, can I just come and crash in your? No, no, what the fuck, no. But I've adapted before. If it ever came to the point where it was like you, uh, you know, friend, like I, I need to get out of my people's house, like for my mental health, I'm like fucking right. Let's I do it. I want to be out of my people's house by July. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. But I already talked to Dave and I was like, Dave, that fucking sofa bag, I can't. I'm like, bro, I, I, like, I can. I know I can, because it's a lot of shit that I've just, like, ate. Like, I, I know I can do it. Were you just distracted by something? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about the fact that, like, because it's too much. Like, my mama would, like, my mom just won't know everything. Like, Erin Cole was parked in the driveway the other day because he didn't feel like bringing me home. She was like, there's a black car in the driveway. Do you know what that's about? I'm like, it's Erin's car. Where's Erin? Why? <laughs> Why? Like, I, you asked about the car. You know who Erin is. You've been knowing who Erin is for 10 years. Where's Erin? Why? Bitch, I'm at work. Like, why? Like, bro. Like, I forgot how I'm gonna get this thing. Girl! <laughs> <laughs> and we are back. I'm fucking dead. We are back, baby. Oh, What's up? Okay. That was the perfect way to open this. We about to fuck her up, wasn't it? Welcome back to Project Paragon. I'll address that when I need to. As you guys can see, we are back full force. The dynamic duo. Hey, This is Project Paragon. I am your host. Okay, I forgot how we do this. I'm backwards. Okay, do I say, okay, this is Project Paragon. It don't matter. Just jump on it. I clearly jumped in like we ain't been on hiatus. I just hopped right back in like nothing ever happened. This is your first time listening. This is a podcast where we do believe mental health is wealth, where substance is sexy, and we are pro-mind your motherfucking business. But we are a platform where we support fellow content creators, musicians, artists, no matter what the case may be, we're here to uplift, have casual conversation with meaning like a 90s sitcom. I'm your host, Ronnie, a.k.a. Monster in a Tight Shirt, a.k.a. Cocoa Butter God, a.k.a. Kuroi Rokudenashi, a.k.a. Your Bitch's Bestie, a.k.a. Sequoia Poppy, a.k.a. Is That Goku Black? No, that's Black Goku, a.k.a. Mr. This Dick Ain't Free. And with me, as always... My crazy ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, yo. Hi. What's your name? <laughs> oh, get it together. Oh, we are Lord. professionals. Since when? <laughs> um, hey y'all. Um, baby Bueller in the building. Some of you know me as Project. Some of y'all know me as Project Fee. Some of you know me as Racy. Some of you guys may know me as Bugs Honey. A few of you, very few, because this is new, might know me as Madame Medusa, mm. the others, the ghetto fabulous Princess Two Snaps, and our favorite of all time, Lil Jiggle and this thing about to cut up without the ring. Hey. What's up? <laughs> you know what? What's up? <laughs> we gonna fight. <laughs> What's up? 
<laughs> we about to fight. Oh man. So, all right, we are back, guys. Uh, we last week we took a little. I did a little mental health update. We both were having a rough week. We had to take a step back, do our own thing. You know, come back together. And we, you know. Yeah, I mean. I'm so excited. I was so excited. I was just having so tired. You know, like recording on Sunday nights and shit. And then the 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 news of well, fuck. I guess I could just, I could talk about it. So. Pretty much, I'm renting my my home, and my landlord is selling, so I have to move uh, soon. So, like, the news of that, plus, like, the news of my mom's surgery and all that shit, like, I just was not in the mood to record yeah. at all. Like, I was just super aggravated, super stressed out, and, like, what the fuck am I going to do? I think this is our first episode of May. Is it? But that's because May came in with a vengeance. Like, yo, this month has not been smooth sailing for us. Um, I do. I think this is the yeah, first probably, episode I don't of May. Know. Um, so basically, uh, me and Ronnie had a conversation and we was just like, we cannot be a mental health podcast and not take care of our mental. Like we were going to record for Mother's Day. We were going to do a Mother's Day episode, but you know, y'all just heard the news about his mother. Um, she had sad surgery. Um, my mama, she was just outside gardening. Um, so I just kind (laughs) of let her do her thing and my uterus was falling apart. So we just was like, no. And so the following Sunday... Or maybe like the Tuesday a month. Yeah, we was going to try to record that Yeah, Tuesday. I think we was going to try to record that week. And we had a whole conversation. I was in the area, and then he called me back, and he was just like, I'm just not in the headspace for it. And I wasn't either. And we was going to try to push through and give y'all something, but we don't believe in giving y'all anything. Yeah, like, we would just, we would just be dry. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I'm so, like, numb <laughs> when I'm, like, going through it because my all my emotional energy is focused on, like, what I'm going through mm-hmm. and I try my best not to like be a shell of myself but it's hard you know like I'm human like the only yeah. way I process my emotions is to go through them you right so them, I'm gonna feel the motherfuckers and while I'm feeling it I just I don't want to do anything like I right. just want to sit there like I want to sleep like I force myself to sleep and shit like that like today like I definitely was like in a shitty mood today but just because I was just so tired yeah but I forced myself to go to the gym and I've had a great ass day don't get me wrong I'm still tired it's crazy because my mental health was so tapped out to the point that like I mean and I did have shit to do I ain't gonna y'all don't be like me be better um so this past Saturday like it was it was a busy Saturday for me I got my hair done that morning I had a graduation party to go to for a really close friend and then I was also like on the planning committee for a surprise party. So I was running all Saturday. And I actually had to work. And I was just like, I'm not going. I didn't <laughs> I didn't put, and I knew like May the fifteenth I was gonna be I knew since April. I didn't put the time in. I didn't request off. I didn't even have the PTO so they wouldn't approve it anyway. I was just like, I'm not going. And I didn't go. <laughs> and I was just like, I'll deal with the consequences when they are on my desk. Thankfully, nobody has bothered me. But it was also so much to the point that I forgot that they were trying, like, new shifts on a Sunday. And I had one. And I did not go. And nobody has bothered me since I've been back to work. So it's kind of like, for real, like, take care of your mental health. Because you would just get to a point where you don't feel like doing shit. And you would be like, I'll deal with <laughs> what comes with it when it comes with it. Now, I could fuck around and lose my job. I could. But you'll deal with that when it happens. I'll deal with it when it be like, yeah, so this is going to be your last week. But I got a schedule for Memorial Day weekend. So clearly it wasn't Somebody your last week. Somebody still has a job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I hate niggas. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be great because we could start off with uh, 
shit I found on the internet. I want to talk about this last week, but you weren't here. I had posted this on my story. You ever seen that dude, like, uh, his at is Shadaya Knight or whatever he is, that red jacket? Stupid ass spiritual word repost him a lot. I think so, yes. All right, so let me read through this thread. If you're one, if you're a woman gaining weight, dump her immediately. She outright disrespectful to you. She loves food more than she loves you. A woman who loves you wants to be sexually attractive for you. Oh well, let's make it a thread since some Simpson opposite gender are triggered. Look at the majority of women dating slash married to mega successful guys. Are they fat or slim to average in weight? Observe, women maintain their bodies for men they value and let themselves go for men they don't. A high value man has standards. She knows if she can't keep up, she gets replaced. But when she's with a low-value man, she knows he'll still love her calories and all. And what's so misogynistic about this? Women judge men based on their height, something beyond their control, yet it's insensitive to judge women based on their weight, something in their control. A fat woman is the equivalent of a broke man. The same kind of repulsiveness a woman has towards broke guys is the same kind of repulsiveness a man has towards fat women. But what about guys who love fat women genuinely? Nah, these are, these are guys who can't compete for the hot women. I don't believe oh any my man. Lord. I don't believe any man what who is fat woman broke his heart. Right. I don't believe any man who is good with women will pick someone resembling a hippo over someone resembling a mermaid. Oh, I'm not being misogynistic. If it's okay to say she looks like a mermaid, surely it's also okay to say she looks like a hippo. All aquatic life, after all. That was aggressive. <laughs> this nigga stank, bro. That was so much. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's so crazy because I saved this on May 9th, right? And reading like rereading this, this nigga is twisted, bro. That is so I always wonder what makes people just voice that opinion on a public platform. Because we know I don't have a filter. But when people's preferences become pure disdain and rude and damn near bigotry, like what, like who, what fat woman really broke your heart for you to just like? I don't even think it's that. I think height and weight do not correlate in any way. Like I get where he was trying to come from, but he needs to understand. Like you will literally have some shit fucked up with your body that you cannot control. That will make you gain weight. True. Don't nobody give a fuck about no height. I mean, some bitches do. But, like, height and weight, that was such a... And that just... That that one thing, to me, is what makes the shit stupid. Because you can definitely have a preference. But when you are so dense to the point that you don't even know a bitch could be bloated because she's on her period. Not even... Like, don't don't open up your mouth. He's, this is just, to, all right, so unpack, to unpack all of this, right? This, and he kept saying, this is not misogynistic. This, it really, really is. And I don't understand how you can correlate someone gaining weight to, to their love for someone else. Like, what about happy weight? Okay, so not even, like, even happy weight. And that's what, I, when I posted on my story, I said, yo, I do have an opinion on happy weight, but it's outside of that, right? So it is natural for most people when they get into relationships they get comfortable. They get comfortable. Exactly, right? So you, you start eating a little more with bay, you know, you start skipping the gym a little more. You know, that's that's human nature, right? Um but it has nothing to do with like when someone gains weight, they don't love you. Like, okay, so if someone quote unquote lets themselves go and it's like it's not it's no longer happy weight, they're 
significantly heavier, you know, on an yeah. unhealthy side, right? That's all about self-love. That's something wrong with them. Yeah. So for you to be so fucking self-centered to, <clears throat> to make that all about you and, you know, say your woman doesn't love you on some shit, first, that's cringe as fuck. Yeah. Um, My mama is an emotional eater. I mean, me t- so... She's, when she's depressed, she eats. Really? Mm-hmm. I go back and forth, like... And it, it's bad because she doesn't cook and eat. She'll go out. And it's not like she's, like, eating McDonald's and shit like that. But she's so depressed to the point that she does not feel like doing anything. So she doesn't cook. So she'll go and eat. I remember this one week. Me, see, this is what me and your mom get along, yeah. I'm the exact same way. So it's like... When I'm depressed, I don't cook. So there was this one week I spent like $370 just in one week between like Postmates and Uber Eats. Yeah. And it's like, that's when I like, really, I was like, what the fuck? But I was aware of it, but I, li- I just didn't have the energy to like go Same. in the kitchen. And, and then I was like, I, was, I had like three roommates, like one involuntarily. Like, and you know what's the crazy part about that? Living in that old house uh, in Algiers, <clears throat> out of the three roommates I had, the one who was an involuntary, like, not my real roommate, is the only one I'm still in contact with to this day. Wow. And he is just leveling up and living his little merry gay life, and it makes me so happy. That is awesome. Shout out to you. Right? You little Marcus. He, oh, I showed you. Remember that uh, the little skinny white boy I showed you who was, who was dancing, moving his little oh, shoulder? Yeah. That's Marcus. That's him. Oh, wow. But back to this uh, fella in Versace. God, people be mad, but that's cute. <laughs> this, what the, f- okay, so. That's just so fucking and stupid. And I, I want people to stop using these motherfuckers like celebrities and shit, like for the standard. Like, because you, not everybody wants these fucking pinup Barbies. With silicone titties, fake ass, and all that shit. Like, no, but not, that's not... I mean, that goes back to kind of what I was talking about off L. Like, I don't care how much money you got. If I don't think we're going to have no cute kids. Right. Like, that's that's not the standard. Like, yeah. but a lot of people do use that for validation. But if you <clears throat> when you look at people with, like, actual successful marriages, yeah, their women are still beautiful. You know, like, they're naturally beautiful. Like, I remember when people used to try to clown LeBron James' wife. She is beautiful. Like, drop. Come on, bro. Sexy Savannah. Sexy fucking Savannah. Y'all because she exactly because she don't have these fucking fake. She don't have a fake ass body. She's not all blah blah blah. And I'm not knocking because I follow a lot of celebrity girlfriends on Instagram. Hmm, <laughs> so not a lot because I've unfollowed that mm-hmm. tangent for a second. I encourage most niggas <clears throat> go through your Instagram feed, like your who you're following. Unfollow these these booty models. Like, so here's the thing. I'm not gonna say I don't follow any, <laughs> but it's very few in, in between. Because right, it's right, like right. I want to be stimulated mentally or creatively. Like when I go through my feed or shit like that. The population of big booty warriors in comparison to, you know, built not bought warriors is very slim in my opinion. Yeah, and it's just like. It's, I mean, you do have, and there's nothing wrong with cosmetic surgery, but you, everybody knows what I mean by a booty warrior. It's personally. become the thing where like fake is the norm, and that's that's not that's not okay. That's that's very toxic. What's really crazy, and I mean like parents, I, and I am not a parent. My child has four paws, so please don't come at my head. 
I fully understand free expression and whatnot, but I personally would not, and I'm I'm not saying anybody does encourage, because once again, I'm not a parent. I think cosmetic surgery should definitely, and I mean, this is another reason why people go out of the country, because, you know, people try to talk, talk people out of it or talk people against it, but it's just like, People's, and sometimes you still get top-notch work for much cheaper. But all in all, people's such obsession with perfection. I want the people to hear this laugh. Because <laughs> I was trying to, I was, I was like, okay. <clears throat> I was like, if I remember this when she finishes, I thought, I'm going to say it. I was like, but if not, I was like, keep it in your head, Ronnie. I, okay, I'm going to just say it. For for my people who are going get these veneers, like these fake teeth. They got to come in another side. <laughs> they can't just come in extra large. And if you're scared to get your teeth shaved down to get the veneers, then don't get them because that's the process. Like, do y'all just go in there and say like... Just slap them on top of my teeth. Because that's what it look like. This is so look like, look like y'all got polo boots on y'all teeth. <laughs> Look like y'all got moon boots <laughs> on your so teeth. Fucking big! Oh my god! You got steel toe boots for teeth. Y'all, what? you remember the the dragon scale from from Dragon Tales? Yes. <laughs> I wish, I wish, with all my heart. Bling bling! They just be and they don't get me wrong. They, they look nice, but they just look so fake. Like they don't come in a medium <laughs> or a small. They only come in a, like a large or goofy. Two like those seven. are the only, <laughs> those are the only two sizes. You either get a large or a goofy What's nigga. Up? Like oh my god. <coughs> but, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but like okay, back to I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be real with you. That's why I'm trying to keep it to myself. It's just like we're becoming um. This this generation just seems to be obsessed with so much perfection, and it's so unfortunate because. Perfection isn't genetic or hereditary. You know what I'm saying? Not saying you won't have beautiful children. Not saying that you won't have ugly children. But do know and understand that if one day you have to have kids and they don't look like their mama. Because their mama don't look like their mama. Well. (laughs) And for the men... And the women that are following these people that have this cosmetic surgery and you happen to bag somebody with cosmetic surgery, just look at the before pictures because that's what could possibly, you know, be what your child looks like. You know, I just think it's so much that people should take into account. But and I'm like I said, I'm not knocking nobody like one of my titties is bigger than the other. The only reason why I ain't had nobody slice these bitches open like that is because I know how they got like that. And I know the shit just happens. I, I mean, was, that's that's just everybody's normal. like that, right? Like, one of my titties is bigger than another. Like, damn, every, yeah. every chick I've ever dated, one of my titties just, bigger It's just got to the point that it's, you know, obvious for me. But that it, it got obvious when um I was on, like, protein shakes and shit mm. like that when I was doing my weight gain. And so when I started losing weight... You know, of course, my titties started shrinking, so it's not as noticeable. But at the end of the day, I know when I take a bra off, my titties look at me. They look back at me, and that's good enough for me. I ain't got no problem with titties that look at the ground. I suck them <laughs> they all. They sitting up. I suck them all. Them titties sitting that's pretty. That's all I'm saying. I don't have a problem with a titty that looks left, right, up, or down. Man. I love them all. I suck them all. I'm just happy mine looked at the way they do. 
But anyway, but so back to this nigga. I want to unpack a, one thing about this. And, um, one thing about it, it's a thing special. When you say, but what about guys who love fat women genuinely? Nah, these are guys who can't compete for the hot women. You fucking shallow asshole. Okay, first and foremost, I I love me a curvy thick woman. I ain't gonna fucking lie. Yeah, I love me a curvy thick woman. That shit is genuinely beautiful. Granted, there's there's a difference between you know like quote unquote thick and like an actual you know like heavy woman. But I've met brothers, and it's funny. It's usually like skinny brothers who like genuinely just love bigger women you can just melt into them like and right and i get it like they be soft they be warm they smell good like man all that fucking body butter and shit be smell like a sugar cookie like let me drift away in that cloud mommy but so funny (laughs) (laughs) but nah but it's like for you just i I feel so the one bad thing about social media is no matter how fucking gross and toxic your ideas are you're always gonna find somebody to echo that shit right back to you so, yeah. this motherfucker literally has a platform. Same thing with, like, Kevin Samuels. Here's the thing. There's a lot of shit that Kevin Samuels says that I agree with. He's but right. it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it. Mm-hmm. He's very rude. He's very crass. And he hurts people's feelings, like, unnecessarily. And I'm a huge believer in tough love. Because I've realized that is how messages hit home, right? Mm-hmm. So, the people who are calling in Kevin Samuels, even though he's talking to them like complete dog shit, he's helping them. That's so, the reason they call him. Exactly. Like, he's, who calls to... Just let somebody talk shit to them. Tough love does work, but there's a difference between being, you know, being tough with your words and just being a pure dick. Yeah. Kevin Samuels is a fucking, and I'm not saying this in like a diss towards LGBTQ community. Kevin Samuels is a fucking sissy who you see get his ass beat when he was younger. And now he's using his his education as his platform to bully other people. I had to learn that because, of course, you know, I'm very unfiltered. And so, like, even though I'll be very honest, I understand that some people can't receive what I feel is tough love as tough love. You know what I'm saying? So you I have just, to know your audience. That's, and that's what I had to kind of gauge. Like, even though, like, I'm me and, you know, what I say might be true, sometimes, you know, you just got to, like, so <clears throat> you got to subtly call people a stupid ass. Right. And there's, there's I think one thing that a millennial black people and you know latinos as well have a problem with like yes you are to be 100 percent loud proud you know like you be yourself all the time but you have to understand like read the room motherfucker like and that goes in professional settings and social settings right like yes i'm going to 100 percent be myself but anybody who knows me will tell you the closer i am to you the more blunt i am with like yes. my opinions the more like in your chest i'll get like mm-hmm. the more i won't care if the shit I'm telling you makes you cry because so I true. understand you can handle that because you know you know how I love you know how I get down like just you can't go around just being a hundred percent all the fucking time like it's just not yeah. fair to people that actually happened like a couple of weeks ago I was at a party and it's so crazy because like you can most definitely be you and it works in your favor I went to a party with mixed company and um everybody was like you so chill like you not lit you not lit and it was drunk i was high i was like i'm lit but i knew all i needed was two drinks and i would be crossfaded and once i'm crossfaded i'm super comfortable i don't care about nothing so they was just like you not lit you not lit i was like i'm just trying to like gauge to see how lit everyone else is gonna be 
you know, I'm just not about to give all of that right now. Even though I didn't know a few of the people, like I knew the party host and all that kind of stuff. I was just like, you know, it was a party, but still intimate, basically. So I was like, I'm just kind of trying to gauge where y'all going to be at. Because, like, I'm in this bitch high. Y'all drunk. Y'all can't smoke because of... It's different types of energy. Yeah, and they can't smoke because of work. I know they not judging me, but I'm just like, I know once I start drinking, I'm going to be crossfaded because I'm already high. So eventually, I started drinking. And I was chilling, minding my business. I was crossfaded. And out of nowhere, these two chicks that I've been around before but never even really talked to, they kind of just called me over and, like, really started talking to me about, like, some personal shit. And asked me, they was like, we have a question. And it's because other people at the party were flirting with me, women. And, you know, I pulled up with a man. And so they was just like, we have a question. I'm like, what's up? And it was just like, you know, have you ever been with women before? Da, 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 da. And it turned into us talking about, like, sexual fluidity and all this kinds of stuff. And the person that I went to the party with kind of was like, that's really fire how you... Just being yourself, people just kind of really <clears throat> gravitate towards you. And I was just like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah, I was like, like, at this point, I realized, like, it's one of my superpowers. Like, me be, as much as I be hard on myself and be like, why am I like this? Why am I like this? Why am I like this? I appreciate the fact that I extend a level of comfort around other people where they, like, I have never kicked it with these two chicks before. And one of the girls was like, can I have your number? Because the same way that you're talking about sexual fluidity, I've always felt like that. And people feel like when you're bisexual, you're either too gay or you're too straight. Right. Like, why well, I can't just like what I like when I like it when I'm in the room. I think I think everybody needs to get, even if you identify as straight, I think we still need to get preconceived heteronormative ideas of like what that means out of our minds i think we should just be like because sexuality really is fluid like i do not believe anyone is 100 percent straight i just feel like like i was telling them at the party i was like i mean i don't really label anything i like sex right and that like at the end of the day like okay so i always like to use myself as an example but because (laughs) i feel like i'm not the best example because my sexuality has been questioned by you know more Mm closed-minded individuals right so i 100 percent identify as straight but i still will tell you i don't believe that anyone 100 straight right so i yes i like women i like to have sex with women i prefer women women are my preference but i still acknowledge the sexuality and attractiveness of men i've talked about this a thousand times like so it's just because you acknowledge something doesn't mean you want something facts and i don't think i don't think most straight people make that that connection it's like it's this is the way that i broke it down for somebody for me because there was once upon a time where I used to always tell people, I was like, I don't want to be in the room with two dicks. I just don't want to. I'm not comfortable. But as I've gotten older, I realized it wasn't necessarily the two dicks that bothered me. It was the type of two dicks. That sounds like a book. Um, reason being, I don't want to be in the room with two quote unquote heterosexual men and they running the train on me. Right, because then it's a and they swear, contest. And, and they like, swear to God they're so heterosexual, but your dick is hard. With another, another man di- is in the room. Right, right. However, wow. However, I can be in a room with a gay man and a bisexual man with me being bisexual. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and we can have a whole lot of fun. I could do that, but that's because we're sexual. We're fluid. Right. So I don't even want to say we know what we identify as. We understand. We're comfortable with... You're attractive. I'm attractive. He's attractive. She's attractive. I wouldn't mind seeing y'all two sleep together. You wouldn't mind seeing us sleep together. He wouldn't mind watching me and him sleep together. Because I can 100% like I've seen. So (laughs) my friends Shelton and Eric, right? They are both very, very attractive men. And like watching them together, I'm like, damn, they're fucking sexy as fuck together. Mm -hmm. But... I know that, like, there's a, a line, like... Right. There's a line to, like, what you perceive about it, you know? And yes. I think most straight men aren't aware enough to, like... I don't know, because just like you said, like... I wouldn't want to... I've had a threesome before, but it was two women, right? And uh, I've also been in a situation where me and my brother both had two girls, and we, like, switched... Or some shit in the room. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I wouldn't want to be, like, now at 29, be in a situation like me and another, quote-unquote, straight man is with a chick. Right? right. Because... And nine that's why I say, ten, like, quotes, like, straight. Like, right. you're straight? Right. Like, nine times... Right, one woman, nine like, times out of ten, he's gonna be on some on some shit like nah, nigga, like some alpha male type shit, trying to dominate on some shit like that. Instead and of everybody in the room, just, just being enjoying it. Like, so I was planning an orgy and shit with a friend of mine, uh, like maybe like a year and a half ago. COVID ruined that, and he straight up asked me. He's like, "What's your boundaries?" He was like, "You know, there's gonna be other men in the room, like you know, gay sex going around around you." Like, I'm like, "That's perfectly fine with me." He's like, what's your boundaries with men touching you? I was like, they can touch me. He's like, just, we're not going to make out on some shit like that. He's like, that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. And it's like, just know your, like, just know it's your boundaries. Because if not- I'm in a situation like that, I want everybody to be free and nobody exactly. to be, like, ready to fucking fuck. Hey, nigga, get your, you know, you just fucking touch me. Yeah, like, no. Like, no, everybody, like, we're all attractive. We And that's, and that's why, like... I, you know, earlier I was just like, I don't understand the way, why I'm the way that I am with men, but it's just kind of like, you know, I think it's more of a way that I am with heterosexual men. Like they try to step in the room and act like they got it in control and, oh, I like her, but I'm going to try to like, I don't know, we got time for that shit. Women are more, and I got to tell dudes this, like, even though I'm mad, I'm mad to myself, like. I, I don't think people who, like, work with me or, like, know me realize that. Mm-hmm. I keep to myself. So, women like a nigga who is powerful but keeps that shit to himself. Like, nobody wants the nigga who feels like he has to be the loudest in the room, the strongest in the room. Because they, they know you're overcompensated for something, right? Like, power speaks for itself. Yeah. Like, it's all about confidence, all about knowing yourself, it's all about self-awareness, like, being aware. You don't have to let people know you that nigga. Just be that nigga. Just be that nigga. Like, it's, it's, and I think. We, we can, women choose men. Right, we have to stop thinking. The smart, (laughs) the smart women, the smart women, we choose our men. And y'all got to stop thinking that, like, you got to go get chose. Like, Please. women choose us. Like, yes. Like, yes, men are the, you know. We are also a prize. Yes. I, I, I always want men to wear Because I, I tell people I'm loud and proud about it. Like, I'm not going to necessarily but we choo- but that's chase a woman because I'm a prize, prize too. We want. Exactly. Like, you choose the prize you want. You also have to apply pressure. But you have to realize that men should be 
at the end of the day, you are the prize, baby. Men should be peacocking for you, not the other way exactly. around. Exactly. It's the way and that and that's my whole thing. Like I know people don't like to talk about we were gonna talk about, you know, um oh, we're gonna, what we, is we it? still Gen- got twenty minutes. Yeah, like you know, gender norms and like some shit it really is just the circle of life. Like you have you have the hunter and the hunted, the predator and the prey. That's ju- whatever creator you believe in. That's just how it goes. Now, so before we move on, I do want to clarify because I feel like one of our points can get misconstrued. I was saying like for men, you ain't got a peacock when you walk into the room. But at the same time, I do feel like we sh- we should be courting women that doesn't involve you swelling up your chest. Right. And trying to assert yourself, nigga. We are not cavemen. <laughs> trying to assert yourself um, over other men, putting other people down, and and it's not. It doesn't even call. It was coming the form of niggas like stunt and flexing and shit like that. Right. Like some niggas really do feel like they can only get ahead or you know gain favor in somebody's eyes by talking down on the next man or making themselves seem so like cheesy. more successful. You know, and you know just bigger and better overall than the next man. That shit's just be yeah. yourself, bro. Like, like I said, the smart women we choose are men. Like, I mean. I mean, I have shenanigans taking place in my life. That's no longer a secret. Like, I was engaged, and now I'm not engaged, and we trying to figure this shit out. And I even told him. I was like, don't get it twisted. I chose you. Like, I'm a beautiful woman. I know that I can go out and do as I please. And he can do the same. He is a great man. He is successful. He is handsome. I hit the jackpot, y'all. We just figuring shit out. But at the end of the day, I did make it known that I've always chose the men that I've wanted you know what I'm saying so when for me um when I see men you know perform a certain way or act a certain way it's kind of like I know immediately that I do or don't want you women know that like stop thinking you got the pussy, nigga. I gave the pussy. Like <laughs> that be my whole thing. Like I, it's so like the shit is just so tiresome. Like I got the pussy and the identification of what people like. Like we're all out here. We like sex. We like flirting. We like the fantasy. We we enjoy it. I mean, we just overall we gotta stop. Enjoy uh, you gotta stop it. looking at something as like a gain, right? As something. Yeah, that you, like, like we just no, it's an exchange. Yeah, like we we both. This is an equal exchange, or it should be an equal exchange. Both parties should be. You okay? I got a little deodorant crumb that was like next to my boob, and I thought my nipple was falling off. <laughs> Funny you should mention that because earlier I was, was no, I was, uh, today was, uh, arm day. So I'm, (laughs) so I'm doing curls, right? And you need to be happy I behaved myself because I would have just took it. (laughs) I'm doing hammer curls and I wasn't paying attention because I think I was laughing at something in a group chat with me, you and Leland. And I swung that motherfucking barbell and smacked my nipples so fucking hard. And I was working out shirtless. So I quit after that. Like oh, hell yeah. oh, <laughs> I just like, all right, I'm done. Listen, I'm done for the day. I'm listen. going home. I want to go get my rings changed. I think I can. It's finally time. Um, I st- I'm still on the fence about if I'm going to take this one out and let it heal and then get it redone. But it'll I, it'll probably happen. Yeah. But uh, what gender norms. Gender, yeah. So some things <laughs> are just gender norms. So the the reason why what made me want to talk about that is I wanted to talk about gender norms and kind of I guess. 
ethnic norms that we kind of just kind of just eternalize over you know over time right like mm-hmm. Jew, Jews are greedy <laughs> that sounds so derogatory Jews, Jews are greedy you know like black people are you know ignorant violent you know or you know we don't know our fathers shit like that like black women are sassy you know you know like some and shit so fuck what <laughs> like, like some shit like that that is just like eternalized and just like becomes a law and we don't realize mm-hmm. but even outside of that like the gender norms what that people are just assuming like men and women are wired differently and accepting that as the baseline that is so fucking stupid but before we get into that because it's right on cue so I I discovered this and they were saying like oh like um Taco Bell in New Orleans or whatever. And you know what what really sucks? This is kind of the norm in New Orleans. In the service industry, like entirely. Like the type of attitude, the energy, like the rudeness and stuff that's like displayed in this video. It's funny because it's really accurate to how a lot of I hate getting fast food in the city. Not even fast food, like me working like Talking about like work serving tables. Oh. A lot of young women come to restaurants and act like this. And I make a lot of like, if my, my close friends know, I'll make like a racist joke, I'll make a stereotypical joke, shit like that, you know, stuff that's based on stereotypes and stuff. Because we all know this shit's funny if it's tastefully done. Right. But when I actually meet people that like fit into stereotypes and shit like that, it breaks my fucking heart. But anyway, let's, let me just play this because it is funny, but it just gives me flashbacks like, oh, I had a guess like that. Oh, I had a guess like that. Like, Taco Bell was my very first job, and it's so crazy. We've had people fucking throw tacos back in the window, like, like, call, try to fucking fight, all kind of shit in the window. And even like watching that video, just think about this weekend. I had a lady at my table, whatever. I took the order. I went to the computer. I immediately about to put it in, and I was like, "Fuck, we're out of this item." I asked my manager, "I was like, yo, we really out of this?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Bet, cool." So I exit the screen or whatever. I literally succeeded the bottle of samosas. All I did was take the picture, go refill my other tables, go went back, put the picture back, went to the table, and I'm like, I apologize, ma'am. And it wasn't even her, it was uh, one of her friends at the table. <clears throat> I'm like, I'm so sorry, ma'am, we're out of, you know, the shrimp pasta or whatever. And the first, her, the woman who, who ordered it, she's like, I don't get it. One dude was like, at, a, at 120? And I'm like, thinking to myself, what time does it fucking matter? Nigga, if we out, we out. But so she's, and then uh, the lady who ordered Right, the lady who ordered it, she's like, what? I don't get it. So, like, y'all got to make more? And I'm like, ma'am, I, I don't really know the details. I just know where I was. 86 in the computer. And she's like, all right. And so then 
the lady who had attitude, she's turned around. She's like, so y'all out now or y'all out 20 minutes ago when we ordered? And I looked and I said, ma'am, what's the difference? <laughs> and she, and um, I, said, I, said, I said, what's the difference? I was like, like, is there a difference? She's like, there is. But I'm like, no. <laughs> and I just like walked away. The rest of the meal, she had a like shitty attitude with me. And my whole approach to Cause it Because I was, made you look stupid because you tried to make me look stupid. Right. Because it's like, what does it matter if we're out of it or like... I can't make the shit fall out the sky. If you like, I can shit it out of my ass and you can eat it. And people, people and it, it, it sucks because it's unfortunately usually us... We have such a weird fucking perception of time. This because this is not the first time this has happened. I go to a table and the lady's like, she's like, excuse me. I'm like, yes, ma'am. I told her I was like, I'll be right with you, baby. One was a two top, one was a four top. I was like, I'll be right with you. She's like, excuse me. She's like, are oh, you gonna take our order before the, before theirs? Because we sat down before them. And I said, yeah, baby. I was like, I'll be right over. She's like, because we was here for ten minutes before them. I said, no, you weren't, baby. And she said, yes, yes, I was. I looked at my my our clock. I was like, ma'am, I saw them seat y'all. I was like, but are we gonna get this started or not? Yeah, like, <laughs> don't come to my job and work on my nerves, like... But that's just what it is, and it's I've, it's crazy, because you meet so many different types of people. I met this one white lady, who she's like, you know, black people, the original, you know, Jewish, like, they're, they're the Israelites, and they, that's why they're so particular and demanding in restaurants, because they're royalty, and it's like, I was like, I love that you feel like that, but no, we these motherfuckers, sometimes. they just don't have home training. They don't. They And that's really just what it is, and it's like, people, I think... People just get used to... I can't do that. I don't like being around people like that. Um, mainly... I couldn't go out to eat with no motherfucker about Mainly like because um, I have manners. Uh, secondly, because I work at customer service. So I don't like shit like that. Um, I went to a dinner for somebody for their birthday. Um, and I was in new company. Um, and so... I guess, you know, having a little bit of money make people feel some type of way. And that's cool. That's... But none of that shit matters when you stink. Like, the dude was just like, the kitchen was closed. The kitchen was closed. They got to dinner late. And it was just like, um, so the, so the kitchen really closed. But we hadn't had our food yet. They was like, no, they can still make me food. Y'all don't even have y'all food yet. They was like, they can make me food. And so the waiter came back and he was like, say, brother. Go ahead and uh, give me the manager so I can go ahead and give me something to eat because y'all didn't even bring their food out yet. So I know I, I know y'all can give me some food. And so the dude never came back with the manager, but he did come back with food. Like, that's cute and all that you know that. But this people's job. And he, did, and he wasn't as polite as I was. Right, right, right. And I just was like, okay, these natural friends. <laughs> Mixed company. No, because I absolutely would have been like... But, of course, like, he got an old lady, and once again, like, that was my first time meeting that young man. I was just like, not my friends. But I would fucking, I, like, I, I have put grown-ass people out of the bank when I worked. There was this one man. He was on the phone. He had a phone. He was on the phone before he got in the bank. And he bought his conversation into the bank, and he was loud, and he was cussing, all kinds of stuff. And when he got off the phone, he walked into my window. And because we kind of like, we was kind of like cool or cordial or whatever, I looked at him. I said, now you know you ought to be ashamed. And he was like, baby, what I did? I said, them people didn't call you when you walked into the bank. You already had that conversation going on before you walked in here. I said, this is a bank 
with 80% women. They only had two men that worked in there out of like seven people. I said, and you came in here and you did all that cussing and you was talking all loud. Why would you do that? I said, now look, when you having a conversation like that, you keep that outside. Right. And then, and then when you're ready, then you walk into the bank. And I said, you got people business. in here conducting business and you in here cussing and carrying on. And we in here working. You cussing in front of all these women like this. I, told him, I said, sir, I am 22 years old. You about 50 something. You should, you should know better. <laughs> And so one of my coworkers walked up to me and she was like, I applaud you for that. Because most people would have never told him that. I said, no, I don't. I don't give a good God hot goddamn. A good God hot goddamn. Who you are. That shit is not cute. I don't care. I would check anybody. I don't care how old you. That shit is not cute. And Keep that shit in I your wanted, house. I wanted to do like... We're going to get back on topic, but I think that's just like, just in general, I've wanted to do like a service industry episode because I do hate when the stereotype that oh, black people don't tip black people, just this, that, and the third. Um, the thing about it is it's not a race thing. It's, it's like an area thing, right? Right. Yeah. So most poor people, they're not going to really know how to tip. They're, they're not really going to have like much social manners as unfortunate as it is right? right and unfortunately most people the types of restaurants that you most see like a bunch of seafood bottomless shit like it's gonna attract you gonna attract niggas <laughs> and so but we gotta do better bro like it, it it don't take a little bit of humility but a little bit of humility just to, to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand like the world don't revolve around you. Like, be patient. Yeah. Be courteous. Yeah. Like, be kind. Yeah, please. Like, like please. It's, it's... It's just a lot fucking going on out here. And right now, like I always say, I feel like a lot of us are on a level playing field. Don't learn like... how to tip, please. Learn how to tip. Like, I can't I can't speak to, to, the, to, the, to the whites. I can't speak to, you know, to the Asian community. I can't speak, you know... But I can speak to the Browns. <laughs> I can speak to I y'all. I like tipping y'all. But Learn how to... T- $5 is not a universal tip. And $10 is not like... And it's like people would always say, if that's all I can afford, then baby, do to go. I love tipping. Like, do 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 takeout. Like, it's if you don't feel like tipping or paying somebody for the experience that they're providing by waiting on you, like whether it be in a bar setting or you know blah blah blah, like do to go and you know usually on takeout, smaller tips are expected because they're just packing it up for you and just right. you know, if I, if you're sitting at somebody's table or somebody's bar top, you you are paying for a service, mm-hmm. just like when you pay like your barber and shit like that, like. Pay, you know, whatever. But my tipping is definitely circumstantial. I ain't got time to do the math. I'm sorry. It's definitely circumstantial. But I will say, I like tipping. If I can afford to tip you, I'll tip you. Like I don't really care about the math. Like if I can afford to give you like twenty dollars, thirty dollars, forty five, I'm just give you that shit. Cause like me, I'm not one of those people that like to eat and go. That's my thing. If especially if you especially if you chill, like thank you for being so aware of that. Yeah. Like if you if you're one of the type of people, I don't who, like, understand why done, people think that you have to just eat and go at restaurants either. I don't like doing that. I like to eat. I like to sit down. I like to talk. I like to order rounds of drinks. Then I might want another appetite. Like I will sit 
I'm a sitter. I don't mind people sit if they tip accordingly. Yeah. Like, because, like, a lot of people will sit. I've had people sit in your section for, like, three fucking hours. There was this one dude when I used to work at Texas Roadhouse. He used to be cheating on his wife. And he used to come sit in people's section for, like, three, four hours. You knew if you got him, nine times out of ten, he was going to be there for the whole shift. And he would only tip, like, five bucks. Oh, he can go to hell. He would only tip, like, five fucking bucks. It was this, uh, this black dude who looked like Mr. Washington from The Wash. But anyway... So yeah, no, I don't like to eat and go. Mm-mm. So when uh, what made me want to talk about? It, I want to talk about how we just need to stop internalizing that like men are just emotionally dumb, like, and that's just the norm. Like, we all are this. We start off the same clean slate of emotions, right? And somewhere down the line. Some fucking, I'm going to say it, some white man said, like, no, men are tough and strong. We don't cry, like. Men are so not tough. Men are more emotional than women. But anyway, so, like, I saw, and then right before, because Racy and I, we always send each other messages and shit like that when we're going to decide what we talk about. I always have, like, a general outline, but I wouldn't be, you know, a great host if I didn't ask my co-host. Like, hey, what you want to talk about? Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so I saw this just just earlier, six hours ago. Guys are mean as fuck when they're going through shit. You'll be thinking mm-hmm. it's another girl and it's really them being frustrated with life. And they won't tell you what's going on either, no matter how understanding you are because of pride. Mm-hmm. It'd really be a wrap after that. Mike got to let it go. It won't get better till shit get better for him. Not the guys in my mentions dapping me up for understanding this. I understand it, but I don't accept it. It's not okay. When somebody else's feelings are involved, communicate or just be alone until you're happy with your life. Otherwise, it's unfair to the other person. 10,000 fucking percent. But even outside of that, like, people are going to go through things. Even if you're in a relationship, you can be with somebody long term. You have to still respect that person as an individual human being. They're still going to go through things that has nothing to fucking do with you. But as a whole adult human being, grown ass man, or whatever you want to identify as, like, you have to be aware of your feelings and realize that you don't just get off on... No, I, I don't. I wasn't taught how to process this, nigga. You feel this shit. I literally just had a conversation with. Uh, remember Chris? The mm-hmm. uh, we've had her on before. Her son, her son Jorge, I think is nineteen years old, and the fucking thing for uh, Kobe Bryant being inducted into the Hall of Fame, right, was on TV at work, and people were just bawling and crying and shit. And I wa- was walking past it, and my eyes started stinging. Because I was like, holy shit. And he a cool little dude or whatever. So I'm, I'm like, damn, Jorge. I was like, you know what? I just realized. I was like, I think I, I think I need to cry. He was like, for real? I was like, yeah. I was like, sometimes like I just know, like I'm just emotionally constipated. I just need a good cry or whatever. He's like, it's real hard for me to cry. He's like, it's, it's, it takes a lot. And I was like, you know what? When I was your age, and I was like, it's going to sound real cliche, like old head advice mm-hmm. shit. I was like, when I was your age, I was the exact same way. I was like, I was kicked out of the military because and diagnosed with something what they call hell on wheels depressive because I didn't know how to be sad. I didn't know like the benefits to like a good cry and like addressing my emotions. And I told him, I was like, the older I got, the more I was able to pinpoint, no, I feel lonely. No, I feel scared. No, I feel like I'm jealous. Like, no, I'm feel insecure. Like there's so many emotions, it's a broad fucking spectrum. Like there's so many things we feel on a day-to-day basis. And it is so counterproductive, not only for us as a people, but like for men, especially to keep carrying this fucking narrative that we just, we just aren't wired like that. Nigga, yes, the fuck we are. Humans are so fucking stupid. I can't stand us. 
you are a child for... 20 years. Should the Lord grant you grace and you live a full life or whatever the Lord decides for a full life to be, y'all know what the fuck I'm trying to say. (laughs) You are a child for a very, very small percentage of your life. And then the rest of your life, you have to be an adult. Like, I really was driving up here the other today. I was like, bro, I'm so fucking sick of work. And I've only been a real adult for, like, five years. Not even that. I'm only 25. I ain't even a real adult. You mean to tell me I got to be an adult for the rest of my fucking life? So, to stifle someone of their creativity and their emotions and their thought process when they are a child and they have the rest of their adult life to live. Y'all are out here creating fucking lunatics. This is why a lot of dudes go off the edge. This is why a lot of a lot of men need therapy because they're I was they're taught- dumped. My wedding was called off cuz a nigga was fucked up in the head emotionally. Big facts. A whole ass fucking wedding. Okay? <laughs> A whole ass wedding. And I'm talking about had the dates, had the dresses, knew what we was wearing. I was going to be the flower boy. Called that motherfucker off because he was fucked up in his head. So to the people that's listening to this shit that have kids, raise the adults or raise the kids. That you would want to meet. That you would want to be friends with. And nurture. Stop raising boys and girls yeah. differently. Yeah. Like, both. Like, you shouldn't. Okay, so. I understand that there's a different dynamic, right? So, there is uh, an aspect that you should be instilling within young men to be the protector. And there's also something you should be letting women understand. Like, no one's saying you're weak. And you necessarily need to be protected, but understand that a healthy man, healthy yeah. men around are going to protect you. Don't. Because bio- biologically, we are stronger. Understand. I don't fucking understand. Like my mama, she'll tell me shit like, I always wonder how your brothers are with women. Cause like, you know, I don't really know. What the fuck did you teach them? They're big facts. I, I, I said, I know how they are with me. So, I suspect that they are... Nurturing. Decent. Right. You know. Jared's really nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. He done been in situations where he had to not be his best self in relationships. But my mom was like, oh, I wonder how, you know, your brothers are with women. What the fuck did you teach them? Because I I remember everything y'all taught me about how to carry myself and how to keep myself and all this other shit. But that goes the bigger thing. And they always say they're like, uh... Men really aren't taught, you know, like how to... That's what I'm telling you motherfuckers right now with kids. Raise raise children. Raise them to be an adult you would want to meet or a friend you would want to have. Or, you know, for real, like, I'm not saying, like, you know, make them the person you would want to have been. I think a lot of people try to raise their best friend. I, I, w- I wouldn't even necessarily say raise your best friend. Just, okay. Our what, generation. I mean, yeah, sure, go for it. But I'm saying is, okay, women... If you have a son, all the fucking dickheads that you ever met in your life that you wish was better, don't raise your son to be your man, but raise him to be a man. Somebody else's great man, you know, yeah. Raise him to be manorable. Raise him to know how to treat a woman. Raise him to know how to respect 
other people. Don't just send your child out here frolicking and fucking around and then be like, I can't believe boys my Boys will be boys. And like Shut the fuck up. Because yeah. I'm a bitch that beat children up. Y'all already oh know how God. this goes. It's like, that, okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I want you And if I can't that. fight you, go get your fucking mama and your dad. You, you, you have to be conscious. Like, raise, raise both boys and raise decent boys and fucking girls. human beings that got manners and, and are respectable right and i think the, the difference with uh i always enjoy when older women always say like your mama sure did raise a gentleman and shit like that because it really is a testament to like the things she instilled in me but at the end of the day like my mom didn't raise me to necessarily be a good man for somebody's daughter and she raised me to be a good man in spite of somebody's daughter she yeah. raised me to not need another and i think that that trips me up in dating like big fucking time because i am a a man a 29 year old man who's consciously aware of the fact that i do not need a woman Mm -hmm. like and a lot of people like oh well everybody needs something no like okay Mm -hmm. so going back into you know like gender norms and shit like that like most young men aren't taught how to clean care for themselves like do laundry and shit like that all that stuff I can do all of that. I told my mother I that. I can cook. And like, she felt some type of way. Right. Like, I can she do... She didn't say it, but her, fra- her face showed it. I can do all things, like, that most men would expect to to get from a, a she female, right? She does not understand why her sons don't necessarily have a standard. Or how they can just live any kind of way... Or just do any kind of thing. And I just told her straight up. I was like, they've never had any real responsibilities. Oh, we had, yeah. We had everything. Like, so damn it. <laughs> like, they probably made us, like, wash dishes and shit. Before as holding their sons to a standard. I told my mama, I said, y'all never did it. I said, when it comes to me, y'all make me do everything. And it's not necessarily like a, I don't want to do it. But they're going to they gonna come to me. Race. Are the towels washed? Are the dishes done? Did the dogs get taken care of? And my brother is 27 and he lives upstairs. And they don't, they don't check on. Nah, so my mom was completely different. It was like. They they do absolutely. And I told my mama, I said, the reason why they have no standard is because they were never held to one. And she, she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, they have no, they've never had to do anything. I could not do half of the things that my brothers do. Like. I told my mama, I was just like, the reason why my brother can live with roaches and his baby mama can live with roaches and their children can live with roaches is because the woman that he's with allows him to live with roaches. They didn't have air for a year. I would never, they had, you know, like when you stay in, you know, public housing, you have to get window units. Right. They didn't have a window unit? For a year. There will never be a day in my life where I will ever give a nigga pussy and he cannot <laughs> buy me AC. <laughs> How can you give your vagina to a man? Why are y'all sweating? It um, ain't even about the fact that we sweating. Why am shit, I hot? I'm grumpy as fuck when I'm hot. I ain't doing shit. Why <laughs> are you with... The, and that's what I told my mama. I said they have never been held to a standard, so they, they do it. I, I got standards, bitch. When my brothers do it, how they do it, that's their business. I love them to death, but the situations that they are in and why they do the shit that they do and why they are irresponsible is because, like right now, okay, my brother rents from our parents. We understand that it's a pandemic. And they just let him skating by with making certain payments. Yeah. 
make that motherfucker go get a job. Right. Like that's he either has be able to, to do get that in the out. real world. And she's like, Oh, we could be making so much money off that house. Yeah, you can. But you're letting him stay there. Either put him out and he gotta go somewhere else, which he will, because he just a hustling ass nigga, he will. Or he's going to get a real job and pay real fucking bills. Because yep. in the real world, that's not how shit goes. You can't skate off on parents and shit like that. So, for you people out here with y'all funky ass kids, please give them some manners and some fucking standards and raise them equally. Fuck a dick. Fuck a pussy. Raise them to be decent fucking human beings that know how to survive in the real fucking world and know how to respect people that have manners, that have decency, that are fucking trifling. Teach them hygiene, please. And also, even outside of that, it's like, if you don't even need a significant other for like basic shit like that, a lot of people hit me with that kind of argument. It's like, oh, well, what about emotional support, stuff like that? I have an amazing circle of friends and a great relationship with my mother where I'm allowed to call her on her bullshit. She might not talk How to me for a month or two. y'all want people to give y'all emotional <laughs> support, but y'all don't support y'all own fucking emotions? Right, like, my mom... Bitch, like, y'all could go to hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, I am really, really grateful, though, because it's like, in a lot of aspects of my upbringing and shit, it took hanging out with, like, Davion to make you realize it because it's, like, the fact that I grew up around so many members of the LGBT community. Like, that's why that shit is so, quote-unquote, normalized to me because mm-hmm. it's normal. It's just people living it's their lives. People. Like, my mom had transgender friends. I'm, you know, probably wasn't the best, but I'm spending a night at their house and shit like that. Like, so all that shit is just so comfortable and I'm so grateful for that because now I see people, as you should, as simple human beings. So it's like I have a great support system. My mom's one of my best friends. I call her on her shit. She called me a stupid fucking asshole. We don't talk for two months, but it's right back hey. on. That's my fucking road dog. You know, we respect each other's I mean, individuals. Like- that's your mama and you her son, but y'all are human. Exactly. We're and she's she's raised me she raised me to be this human who gets on her fucking nerves. But and she realized she realized at the end of the day, like, I'm proud of this. Like my yeah. mom's proud that I will argue her down. Like mm-hmm. if I feel you're wrong, you raise me to be a, a person who stands on their morals. I don't give a fuck if you're my mom. We're gonna we're gonna go toe to toe with respect. Yeah. Like that's why I be having them conversations with my mama. I know she's going to turn her nose up and she's going to feel some type of way. But I tell her, you have never given your sons any real responsibility. And you wonder why they run around and be like, I don't understand why they do what they do. I just don't understand why they carry themselves the way they carry themselves. I just don't. And I we just was, be, My mama was. And I'm just like, my. I watched all this shit happen. Like, I watched it happen. Like, okay, so we was one of those people. You got four kids, so you're not using the dishwasher. I am 25. I just learned how to load a dishwasher. And I really still don't know how to do that shit. I I fucking love me a dishwasher. That's only because, like, my whole life I've hand-washed dishes. And so now that me and my brother have moved back home and we feel like we not about to be in here doing this shit, she's like, Racy, let me show you how to load the dishwasher. Okay, when you gonna show Josh how to load the dishwasher? Or why you can't just do this shit yourself? Or she'll be like... Why you didn't put them dishes in the dishwasher? And I'm like, because I don't fucking know how. That one time you showed me how to load the dishwasher, don't fucking count for the 25 (laughs) years that I've been the dishwasher. I'm going to put eight cups in here and start this bitch. Like, I just, when I have a dishwasher, I haven't had a dishwasher since I've lived here three years now. But, um, I just used to use the tabs and 
keep the rinsing agent full. It's really, it's really simple. It's really easy. But that's just a testament. Like, cause no, growing I up, we didn't that. have a dish, we didn't I, have I a dishwasher as a kid. Shit. I'm talking about the placement of the fucking dishes. Oh yeah, it's, it's, I can put the, I can do that. So shit. some of them are different, but usually it's like plates and big shit on the bottom, and up top is like cups. Yeah, and yeah. I don't, tray on the side. I don't give a fuck. 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 Cups and bowls go on top. But I told her that I was like, cause she was like, "What you mean? I ain't never had no responsibilities." I was like, "You sat down here and was like, Racy, let me show you how to load the dishwasher. When he gonna learn?" And when are you going to hold him to that standard that, like, if you want, okay, yeah, we grown, but we back in your house. If you want us to have responsibilities, we don't have a choice but to accept but men, that. But that's the thing. Most most women don't hold their men, their, their sons to that standard. Exactly. Because they expect young women to pick and up so the And so I made it a point to look at the dishes and walk the fuck past them. Because he gets the luxury of doing that in the meantime. I've always had to be the one to wash the towels. I don't know how that became my responsibility. Like, who makes that a responsibility? But I would have to go from bathroom to bathroom and make sure that the towels were washed. And I still have to do that now that I'm back in the house. I got to make sure the towels are washed. I got to make sure the kitchen is clean. I got to make sure the dogs are taken care of. So so. he does none of that shit. And she'll be like, what you mean they never had responsibilities? And I'm like... Do you know anybody that's a Gen Zer? Like somebody young, the generation under us. Yeah, I got friends. Yeah, I mean, like, how young are we talking? You know, Anna? we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. She well, she she was supposed to come on the podcast twice, so we're not talking about her. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying in general. Like, no, I, just, I, I want I want somebody very young because I'm, I'm like, listening to you young? and I'm sorry, but like 19, 20. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear like their perspective on things and shit like that because I'm think I was thinking about my siblings, right? And thinking about like how my mom raised them, because you know, saying how like your mom didn't really hold your brothers to a standard. Mm-mm. Just thinking back, I, my mom held my brother, me and Dejan, she held us to a higher standard than she did the younger three overall. But I think she more so focused on her boys. She probably wanted to make sure y'all we weren't, weren't the like, men that right fucking knuckleheads yeah. and shit like that. But yeah. even outside of that, I also feel for like Gen Z, right? So even though I feel like my mom focused more, I think she focused more on me and Dejan because we were the first two, we were the oldest ones. Mm-hmm. So we got her in her prime, like she was younger, blah blah blah. She was able to do more shit. Like my mom used to get out, double dutch with the fucking neighborhood kids, like race with us barefoot and shit. My mom was like the cool mom. So um. But my younger siblings and shit, they grew up with my mom, like, post-car accident. You know, like, she had bad knees, polythyroid tumors, like, you know, couldn't do shit. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, my mom was also kind of lazy at a certain point in her life as well. But she st- I still remember her trying to show them how to cook, trying to show them how to do laundry, trying mm-hmm. to show them how to separate laundry. This was their chores and shit like that. But they were so checked out and wanted to be on the computer. Like, on YouTube and, like, you know, outside, like, with on cell phones and shit like that, that they didn't really pay attention to shit like that. Because I think deep down, they feel like, oh, and all this shit ain't important. Like, they were more so, like, being known and seen. And versus us, we were, yes, we still, we grew up with the internet on some shit, but there was still a point where watching what mom and dad was doing was still the highlight of the day, right? So, like... Me learning how to cook was from watching my mom cook when I was a kid. Like, yeah, she used to make us, like, pale shrimp, clean bell pepper, shit like that. But, like, actual cooking, I learned from watching. And my mom eventually noticed I was watching. And she was like, you know what? Watch this for me. Then she was like, you know how to season this? You know, and it slowly grew. And it just sucks, man. Like, I I don't think kids appreciate. Is that a hot take? 
do kids appreciate parents anymore? Like, do kids actually? Because I get it. I feel like our generation. I mean, that kind of really depends on the parent. Right. Because, like, I feel like our generation was, like, the first heavy generation to view our parents as human, right? Yeah. To really break it down. But, like, motherfucker, you just as flawed as I am. We're definitely going to be the generation to raise the people that definitely invoke a lot of change in the world. We're doing it. Um, Because we grew up with both sides. I mean, of course, there's still a bunch of us that's running around as lunatics. But we got to see our parents be kids raising kids. And even though it wasn't the best circumstance... Aside from that, we also got to see a turning point in, you know, lifestyles. Like, going from just, like, hanging on a porch to hanging on a computer. Like, we really got a taste of it all. You know, we grow, we low-key, and that's some shit that's never going anywhere, but, like, racism and prejudice and discrimination. You know, we got a taste of it all. Of it the fuck all. Um... Of course, you can definitely fault kids in certain situations because kids be staying. But also, um, parents. Like, I mean, like how you were talking about... I mean, I had my thought and it low-key got away from me, but I think I can find it again. But, um, you know, kind of parents becoming lazy and kind of what they want to instill in their kids. Like, I mean, that shit happens. You definitely... Look, all in all, raise your kids equally because... It's gonna happen because kids are kids and people are people. I had so much resentment for my parents once I reached a certain age. But I feel like it just depends on the level of communication, right? So I, I felt like my resentment was justified, and I feel like that to this day. Elaborate. Uh, they were bailing their sons out of jail when I wanted to go to college. They was like, "We can't afford it." Bet. There was never, a, and my mama always tried when we, whenever we talk about school. My mama always wants to say, well, that's the thing about school. Like, once you've been out for so long, you're comfortable being out. I checked my mama on that. I was like, I was never comfortable not being a student. There was never a point in my life when I said I didn't want to go to school until my parents fucked it up for me. And it made my entire school experience horrible. Now, granted, I know I'm not the only person that is, um, you know, a survivor of Katrina and bounced around from school to school. But I personally feel like I bounced around from school to school in very pivotal and important moments in my life. Like the formative years. Yeah. Um, so I was in the same, same you know, elementary or grade school with my brothers, as anybody would like to call it, um, my whole life because I was the last of four. So I got to the fourth grade. All of my brothers were gone. And I had one more year left at the school. It was fifth grade year. And it was going to happen anyway because that's when Katrina hit. But fifth grade for my fifth I begged my parents to let me stay begged them so before I even knew Katrina was a possibility my parents basically ignored my wishes because they didn't like the principal but all in all I've been at this school since I was in pre-k right I had one more year until I had to go off to middle school I was like please let me stay they took me out to school and I ended up going to this other school called Lake Forest and Katrina hit like three weeks later so now we're all out of school. Uh, I didn't go to school when we was in Jackson. I didn't go to school until we settled. And it was in New Haven, Connecticut. We was there for four, four months. Connecticut? How the fuck you end up in Connecticut? My grandma knew somebody that could help us, basically. Because we was in Shreveport in the house. Uh, three bedroom, two bathroom with like 18 motherfuckers. Ew. And then we ended up going to Mississippi. And my people was like, we are not staying in Mississippi. 
And we didn't have nowhere to go, and we ended up in Connecticut. We was in Connecticut for four months. I ended up going to school. I hated it. Those four months passed, so it's midway in my fifth grade year, and we leave. We leave in January, December, December, January. So we end up in Georgia. We settled in Georgia. I did my fifth grade, the re- the remainder of my fifth grade year, second semester, and then I did my entire sixth grade year. No, I didn't do my entire sixth grade year. We like we only stayed a year. So I did the first semester of sixth grade in Georgia. And and I didn't want to leave. I loved being in Georgia. I did not want to leave. And we was around a bunch of other niggas. And we left. We left in January and we came back from Katrina in two thousand seven and I ended up back at Lake Forest. And, like, my brothers, I felt like they had it lucky because, like, they was going to recovery schools. And school recovery schools wasn't open. I thought I was going to be able to sit out. Soon as we left Georgia that weekend, I was in school that following Monday. Oh, that's bullshit. I didn't have a uniform, nothing like that. So, like, kids is, like, kids is looking at me. They're like, you know, like, she wearing skirts. Like, kids was bullies. This is when I had, like, eczema around my mouth and shit, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, like, school was always fucked up for me. And I know everybody had, like, the Katrina bounce around. Some people didn't. But I felt like, for me, it just started off bad when I started bouncing around. So, I met my middle school after Katrina. We've been in New Orleans since 2007. Um, so, 2010, 2011 roll around. And my people were like, we got to get out the city. It's getting fucked up. All this kind of stuff. I'm like, bro, let me finish High school. I got two years left. I'm like, dog, please let me finish high school. Just let me finish. This shit about to make me cry because you think you over shit and you really don't be over shit. You just got to move on with your fucking life. But I just feel like my parents never really fucked with me. Right. And it's because they had three sons that was fucked up, but y'all raised little fucked up niggas. So... I'm like, bro, just let me fucking finish high school. Like, please let me finish. No. No fucked up niggas. Son, the week school ended, my sophomore year, school probably ended like on a Wednesday or some shit. I woke up, the fucking sofa was gone out the house. We moved as soon as the summer started. So the whole summer, we was inside. We was in Slidell, 2011. Like, we moved in May. Like, school ends in May. We moved in May. Sorry. But my daddy was like, nah, because, like, I had to get away from them niggas. All this shit was going down. You know, all kinds of shit. And I'm just like, cool. So the whole summer, I'm inside. Don't know nobody. I ain't got no whip. Ain't got no friends I could be around. The whole summer, I'm just like, bro, this so fucked up. Like, this so fucked up, son. This so fucked up. This so fucked up. So, they was like, I mean, you could still go to Easton if you want to. You just got to take that trip every morning. I'm like, bro, don't even fucking worry about it. Because I asked y'all to just do this one fucking thing for me. And they didn't do it. So, I could have graduated school early. I could have graduated when I was 16. I had all my credits from Easton. My people say they was like, no, she ain't ready. She, she too young to, like, start. Yeah, I yeah. I know a lot of people yeah, start college. Yeah, man. bro. I don't know how many fucking credits you need to graduate high school. Say, I don't know. It's been a minute. Say you need probably like 24. Was it, was it like 21 or something? As shit? I say, I say you need like 24 of them bitches. I had so many fucking credits. They was like, why didn't they tell you this at Easton? I had like 30 some credits. Because I was in talented in music and it took up two electives. 
So technically, I had like I had multiple. I had talented music as an elective, and gym. But talented music took up two electives. I had all the credits I needed to graduate. And my people, it was like, no, let her stay. She's not ready to go into the real world. All this other shit. And then when it was time for me to spread my wings and fly the fuck away, they was like, you can't go to the school you won't go to. So my school experience has been fucked up. So my mom's always like, yeah, you know, when you've been out of school for so long, you're comfortable. And I'm like. Don't talk to me about this. I'm low key. Tra- <laughs> right, yeah, I'm yeah. low key traumatized to go back to school. Like people, like my parents always like, oh, you need to go back. I was like, I'm gonna go back, but I don't think I can go back in that house. Like I feel like I have to get out of that. I don't think I can do it. I went to college for my mom, um, and I think that's a huge proponent of me, like low key wasting my degree. Um, I love to tell people like, oh, it's nice, you know, I, I have it to fall <laughs> back on. There's not a bone in my body that will be able to fall back in a career in that field and mm-hmm. like be fulfilled, you know, because I legitimately only did it for my mom. Like, I felt like that's something I had to do. I used to want to be a veterinary surgeon, but I'm so fucking traumatized by school. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could stay in school that long. I mean, you probably just go to, go to therapy about it. I don't even want to do it. I, no, like I really because this is my thing. The same thing with like the people want to go to I therapy. Know Apple Podcast is not fucking playing. With, I'm sorry. This bitch just gave me the update that last week's episode is available. Go to hell, right? But like this is my thing, and this is why I'm actually the self aware person that I am now. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe I do need to unpack a lot of shit. But I per I honestly, truly, and personally feel I've dealt with so much shit on my own. And low-key heal from some... Because, like, I mean, healing is... It don't ever stop bothering you. You just get to a point where you be like, I can't let this shit fuck the rest of my life up. That's what healing is. You're going to talk about it and it's going to fuck your head up a little bit, but you realize you got to get to a point where shit cannot stifle your growth and it can't I mean, fuck your life up. No, because there's, there's a certain point. There's... I mean, I understand what you're saying, but there's a certain point where, like, you don't... There's... You want to look back... There, this yeah, you're like, you don't fuck you... shit. Like, it really will not yeah, phase you anymore. Yeah, yeah, But it but does take a very long time. It does. Like, I like to, I tell people all the time that I was technically depressed for three, four fucking years. My whole thing with going to therapy when it comes to certain shit. Is cold, just, friend? Always. My thing about therapy, if I've already dealt with the shit on my own. You don't want to rehash it. I don't want to like talk a, about I this shit care. no more. That's low-key why I'm like, marriage counseling, couples counseling, all the shit that you let me go through on my own, I did that shit already. I didn't heal from that shit already just because you still fucked up. But if you were really healed from it, talking about it wouldn't trigger. No, no. I mean, it's still going to bring back residual shit. It's not going to trigger me being mad or upset. It's going to fuck up the relationship that I got with dude. No, because it's at the end of the day... Okay, I feel like you do, you shouldn't reside in the past within, like, you know, drawing inspiration and shit like that from it. But if residual pain and residual static is still lingering from old problems, you have to address those problems. Because those, how people handle shit in the past is how we handle them in the present, right? So it's like, if you weren't there for me then, I'm not going to expect you to be there for me now. So you have to rehash those old situations so that they can fully understand how they dropped a ball prior. I'll pass. Girl? No, the reason, no, <laughs> the, the reason why I can say that and mean it wholeheartedly is because there was never an opportunity or never a moment when niggas didn't know how I felt. True. 
That's my whole thing. But sometimes people aren't ready to handle those feelings. And now you're on your fucking own. That's my thing. It's not like I'm pissed off at you. It's not like I'm mad at you. That... I've given you space and opportunity on multiple occasions. Because, you know, people like, why you keep bringing shit up? Why you? Because I'm not a stupid bitch. Right. But this is not what that episode is about. There has, <laughs> no, because, like, real spill, there has always been space and opportunity. And there was never a moment where motherfuckers didn't know how they made me feel. And I had to deal with that shit on my own. And I am now past that shit. So you don't want to deal with it no more? What the fuck we got? To, I, I've been trying to talk... No, my whole thing is, why does it take, and this is something that's constant with him, it takes someone else to say something for it to be valid. I'm not about to sit down on the sofa and waste my money to do this shit again. Right. Why? Why are you deserving of that? All right, then let the church say amen. amen. So when it comes to certain things, when it comes to, like, I fully support therapy and I might need it. But like I said, because I've dealt with so much shit on my own and I've accepted it, I feel like that's made me the self-aware person that I am today. Right. It's like, like I've I, dealt with this on my own already. So now that yeah. you're ready, you want yeah. I yeah, it. no, like a lot of people be like, oh my God, you're 25 and you, you know, your thought process. Cause I didn't, I didn't, like I tell people like I mean, I know other people done been through some shit. I get it. And I'm not saying that, like, my tragedy card is better. But when it comes to, like, really dealing with some shit that could really fuck you up, I done did it already. Especially being an emotional person. I done been in an abusive relationship. I done been engaged. I done, you know, dealt with women and shit like that. Not seriously, but, like, you know, I know I like to fuck around with women. Like, I done had a miscarriage, all this type of shit. I'm 25. I'm grown. Like, I don't have time for the bullshit. Not that I'm just thinking people coming at me with bullshit, but I'm a person where I can be like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I want to do. This is what I don't want to do. And most most people aren't that self-aware, especially younger people. Because they don't know how to deal with shit. And people think that shit don't correlate, but it absolutely does. You can't, you can't think you're going to go out here in this big-ass world and be okay if you don't know how to deal with shit. If you don't know how to deal with the most random shit that... Co- the same way I sat on that sofa and was like, friend, I might got cooties, but it is what it is. Fuck it. I'm 25. I done been through some shit that could have really fucked me up, like really fucked my mental up. But and a lot of people just give into circumstances. Exactly. It's, yeah, instead of adapting. Instead of adapting or acknowledging or dealing with it, and then next thing you know, life's a mess. People call off weddings. You know what? So we got two more things before we get out of here. You know what? 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 To keep it a bill, I ain't even gonna dog that man out like that. He has been doing great. I just told him I'm proud of him. I fuck with him heavy. I love that man. I'm just stating my truth. Right. This is a mental health podcast. This we is a mental health podcast. So, you know, niggas vent. Niggas, niggas yeah. vent. But to be completely honest, shout out to that young man. He know who he is. I love him to death. He has been a guest on this podcast. Y'all know who he is. Y'all done heard his voice. I love him. I'm proud of you. Keep doing your thing. You're doing better than a lot of people. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Yes. You he, know. he knows. That's, that's my guy. Yeah, I, he's, I he's doing that. better than a lot of people. He is a young man, and he's acknowledging his shit. But he's overcoming exactly. years and generations exactly. of exactly. these fucking... Uh, and this is what over it, bro. this is what we're here for. Like, yo, yeah, we, we are not explore. just people out here on the mic talking to y'all about some shit. We be dealing with some shit, man. 
Right. Yeah. And it's like I always I always speak from a matter of experience because it's like growing up, my mom did her best because like. She my dad was it. a fucking a drug addict playboy, you know, doing whatever the fuck, sowing his seed, fucking, you know, doing whatever, right? So my mom did her best to raise what she thought were strong men, but right. at the, but at the end of the day, she still acknowledged our emotions, our emotional response, like. And a lot of men aren't that fortunate. A lot of men aren't that Mm-mm. they weren't. My mom would tell us like, if you you feeling it, then you can talk to me about it. Granted, there were times where she was like, man, to fuck up on some shit, but it was never in times where I really felt like I needed comforting. Like right. when I really needed comforting, like my mom was there. Mm-hmm. Like there was times where I was 11, 12 years old. I still wanted to go cuddle with my mom in bed. Like yeah, you should want to be a safe haven for what you have created. Like right. that is your seed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 25, and I'm just getting to the point where I want to have a better relationship with my mama. Like, I just told y'all on this podcast that I had a miscarriage. My mama don't even know that. But that's only because... You don't feel comfortable. No, I don't. And it's really sad because when it happened, I just wanted to go lay on my mama lap and cry. Because here I am, loving my life, and I'm just feeling like, wow, this shit not working with me and him. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if my mom ever experienced a, you know, miscarriage. I know she fertile as fuck, but you know, I don't know if that's anything she said. Son, my yo 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 yo, my brother was three months, and my mama found out she was pregnant again. The, yeah, because you, I know you're like woman super. It's fertile. I know you like. I know you like super fertile, like right after. Yeah, but. <laughs> you can't tell me my daddy just shot that full court shot that one time. They was fucking when the when the doctor told him not to fuck. Oh, big, big facts. Exactly. Most people are like she. Like I'll take I'll take them. I ain't trying to fuck up those stitches or have more kids. Yeah, no, my. I was mom, people just be having kids back to back. That shit is wild, bro. People like fucking. That's yeah, because like my, my mom, my younger siblings, the last three are eleven months apart. It's Deja, and then the twins came eleven people months. People like later. to fuck, and fuck people like shit. to climax when they do it. But anyway, the last two things before we get out of here. So uh, I put this on my story, and a lot of people responded to it. Um, so the original post was, he cheated on his girl with you. Now mm. he's with you, and you think he's loyal. That's cute. And I reposted it, and I said, y'all still believing that you lose him, how you get him bullshit. And a lot of people were saying, like, in the, the comments in the, on the post, agree. is like, yeah, you lose him, how you get him, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And uh, a young lady even re- re- reached out to me, and she's like, yeah, because when you do malicious things, blah, blah, Okay, we need to stop. We need to go outside a little bit more. Yeah, and we need to stop just automatically assuming that so, someone's cheating just to be malicious. I'm like, there's circumstantial cheating, and there's, that's not giving a pass for it or some shit. But sometimes people are stuck in toxic relationships. They're doing it for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just doing it to like because I know this person won't, you know, survive without me. Or maybe they're leaning on the person because they can't survive without them. That's not giving a pass. But sometimes people are just in unfavorable situations. Yeah, it happens. And, you know, right? And sometimes you just can't help who you fall in love with. And no matter what you try, no matter what you do, you're just stuck in that situation, right? Yeah. And I told them later, I was like, uh, I'm, I myself and my best friend's relationship is an exception to that rule, right? Because at the end of the day, cheating is a choice. And what someone did to someone before you has nothing to do with you at I that current moment. I just wish people... Yes, there are certain things in life that are very much black and white. But life ain't as black and white as people like to make it out to be. 
Um, I'm sure maybe you haven't. Um, that shit with Portia Williams, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I talked about that last week, I've, and I said my stance on it was it's a lot of a lot of baby mamas and girlfriends speaking on married people bullshit because Let I feel like it something. is so toxic for people to have this level of and like control and power over their exes. If you and someone did not work out, that the next person might be that person's soulmate. And me Let's- and my best friend Davion, we've talked about this with other people because. For the life of me, I cannot fathom how people really just believe, or oh, if my partner touched it, I can't touch it, or if my girlfriend touched I mean, there is a, there is a, there is, there is there a code is, to it. But that's why I say shit is not as black and white right, as right, people right. like. It's semantics. Okay, so first of all, just like with this reality TV bullshit, y'all need to stop investing so much into that. These people explain that they were not friends. Right, just because you go to somebody's house don't mean they're friends. Like They do that shit for TV. I've had people I legit don't know they were friends of friends be in my house. I still won't consider them friends. I still will fuck their old lady. But even... Like, if- <laughs> <laughs> you have to look at me like that. <laughs> but anyway, continue for them. For, for, for me. For me myself. Me myself. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Only because we've been having a conversation before these mics cut on, and I have lived a life <laughs> and currently living it. Yeah, then we get into the podcast snitched. <laughs> we just gonna leave that there. <laughs> but yeah, we we way over our time. We are. It's been a long time though. I'm but um, that's why you tripping. But um, listen. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I'm going to go get that dick. That dick spoke. Life. <laughs> but no, not even... Not necessarily. Oh, so much. I know, right? But no, like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't have time for all of that. Like, oh, well, no, I can't mess with you because you used to go... Look, first of all... First the fuck of all... I number 25. If you dated my friend in high school that I've been out of for eight years, <laughs> and you think you love me and I think I love you, bet we love. And my friend done dated three other people since we've been in high school. Y'all gotta. What would sh- you? I would. What would you tell the friend? What is there to tell? I mean, like, I'm going to tell you if necessary. And that's, right, 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 right. And that's It depends, what, right? So, how your relationships I, don't count? And that's what I'm saying. Like, all this shit ain't so black and white. It's like, okay, right. if, if I fuck somebody that my best friend fucked and we only fucked. It don't matter, right? The shit, shit don't matter. We're going to kiki key about if it. If we start talking and it blossoms into something. Then you're going to tell your Then friend. I'm going to be like, I know you don't really care, bitch, because you done probably dated, like, three niggas after this. But, girl, guess what? I've been jostling right. and it been going a little, a little good. And I said, I said that as well. Like, uh, it's, it is very circumstantial, right? So, like, if... Because yes. when somebody first asked me, it was like, how would you feel if one of your best friends slash close friends, somebody who's cool with, dated one of your exes? And I said... You're an ex for a reason. My exes, but all my exes are trash, so I wouldn't give a fuck. But even outside of that, like, I don't own them. Like, I've had instances in high school, even, like, my first quote-unquote love, where this dude I thought was my friend, Mario, like, not current Mario, different yeah. Mario, like, dated us, because Mario likes penis. Yeah. <laughs> I already like, knew you weren't going right. anywhere with that. <laughs> but this dude, Mario, he, like, dated, you know, the girl who, you know, I thought was my first love, and all some shit, like seeing them kissing in the hallway and shit like that. And it like, it broke my heart. 
And then, like, after they broke up, he's like, yeah, man, I was fucked up. You know, my brother, you're my brother. I should have never did it to you. And I wasn't mad at him. Like, you were just taking your shot at love, bro. Like, yeah. she's a beautiful girl. Like, yeah, it stung, but I'm not about to stand in the way that yeah, y'all weird. Work out. Y'all, I cannot fucking believe why. Give us a fuck. Why? Man. They got seven billion people. Why? Like, why? if it's not yours anymore, why, who do you care who makes exactly. it? Exactly. Like, like anyway. people are like, oh my God, Portia's so trash. I'm happy for her. Man, fuck, like, yo, let them. I'm so happy for this woman. I'm just like, bro, like, these people. Both of these women have stated we were not. But everybody, friends. it's it's not our about our men were friends, and when they kicked it and we were in the room, we all kicked it. And it's but, not even it's not even that deep. It's I feel like it ain't nobody fucking business. Exactly, and the people who don't have a life or don't have like much to talk about, dollars, bitch. right? I marry him. They his they're brother, more they're more <laughs> focused on this shit than the people it actually involves. But Fuck. back to this original thing, it's like y'all people, out here doing this shit and ain't even getting no motherfucking brains <laughs> off it, bitch. <laughs> Talking Y'all about, out here sharing dick and it. No, talk no. about how you lose them, how you get them. Anyway, so the whole point of that, yes, I understand that. Like, if you do some shady shit, that's typically a comic response. I was gonna say if you do some shady shit to get somebody that's yes, already that's different, you bitch gonna lose them how you got them. But like, we have to always we have to realize not everything is like so black and white. Yeah. Just because you know, I say. Don't listen to that. You lose them how you get them. Because just because, you know, X, X treated, you know, G like shit in their relationship, maybe that person, maybe G was a piece of shit and it didn't bring out the best in X. And I'm not saying it's all on them. We're not blaming them. But right. maybe that relationship overall was just shit. Maybe X learned from their mistakes with G, even though he was cheating. I've and been- now he's treating Y like a, the fucking queen that I've she is. i witnessed that shit. Ex- I've fucking done it. Yeah. I was... I was never a bad partner. His, my mom did a fucking great job. Kudos to Lisa Monica Pendleton, my fucking queen. You did a great job raising this I've son. I've seen somebody raised. break up with somebody in April and announce their pregnancy in November. But how... Some of the things to I another did... motherfucker. Some of the things I did in one relationship, even though I, it was like six months later... I learned so much that I never took that into the next relationship that I would never, like, some things that I deem, like, oh, this is just normal behavior. In my next relationship, I deem that as disrespect. Some of the things that I deem as normal fucking behavior in my my last relationship, now I realize was major fucking self-disrespect, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's all circumstantial. Like, we can't do everything black and white. Like, just because he dogged you, bitch, maybe you... Maybe yeah. you deserve to be dogged. Like I've, w- I've, w- I, and that was an interesting show to watch because I watched like the crumbling of the relationship. That's always nasty. I mean, it was it was nasty, but it wasn't nasty. It was just Ow. it was just kind of like a nigga. We told you to <clears throat> let this shit go. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I say April. It probably was like May or June ish because it was for her birthday. Yeah, she broke up with the dude in like May or June, and she got with another dude that used to hang with all of them, and was announcing, and was announcing her <laughs> pregnancy, was announcing her pregnancy in November. Damn. Yeah, the so ex, I, I the ex like, found the pregnancy test, and I feel like the thing that the ex found. I know, I know. I was <laughs> like, I'm about to say that man's name because I was like, Rah! but you know. I feel like, but... To this day, that's some fucked up shit. But hey, they living well. 
But I feel they like on vacation most, right now in California, things, riding around in Lamborghinis with their little light skinned baby. Most th- in most situations like that, it would always raise an eyebrow to be like, "Damn, was they fucked up behind my back?" No, like sometimes like people don't explore possibilities until they realize it is there. You know, like they've like, okay, until, cool. Like I've only, I've there. always, <laughs> I've always seen you as you know my homie's girl. Y'all ain't a thing no more. We've actually been chilling, chilling. I'm kind of into you. That's not a slight on that friendship, not a slight on anything, but we're fucking human beings. Just because she your girl don't make her ugly. Right. Like, nigga, what the know, fuck? I'm, okay, and I'm going to say this right now, and it's like all of my like really close friends, especially ones in relationships, nigga, I know your old lady fine. Like, and you know what's crazy? And I don't want to... Uh, no, we're going to talk about it. Um, talk about it. I'm white devil's advocate, right? Because my white couple friends... Their dynamic is completely fucking different. Like, I have one, one, they're like, I'm both of them considered one of my closest, like one of my best friends, right? And he'll straight up say, but like, man, look how nice my wife's ass is on some shit. Like, he would be like, yeah, you see that? Like, calling it out on some shit because he understands I know my wife is attractive. I'm not mad at you for noticing it. Like, as long as you're not on some disrespectful creep shit. I don't want an ugly wife. So. Exactly. And it would never be the same unless, like, I'm an attractive man. I've been in the service industry my damn near my entire adult life. When I go to tables and shit, I'm smiling, I'm grinning, blah, blah, blah. A white man would straight up say, boy, my wife thinks you are so handsome. He's just like, I gotta agree. Damn, you a looker. Black men... <laughs> or even, or even. Are you looking at that motherfucker? Sit, man, I've put that bread it. on the table. I've watched the shit happen to my friend Dewan. Oh like God. the chick will be, like a chick will be handing him plates and stuff. He be like, "Thank you for your help." Now put that shit down. A nigga could do that. And we like, what the fuck, nigga? What are you doing? And it's like I walk to the table. How y'all doing today? And it's, it's to the point. I talk to both people and I switch my gaze back and forth because I don't, I don't want nobody to feel threatened, right? Thankfully, I have that kind of like... People are weird, man. I have a very nonchalant air about me. Oh so it's like, you, it doesn't happen as much as it used to. And it doesn't happen as much to me as it does to other men. But it's like the whole energy just changes at first when I walk up to the table and a nigga just like tense up like he got a fucking peacock and like assert himself. And then like once they see my personality and how I'm talking to him, they kind of like... Which goes down. to show you niggas know when niggas be fine. Thank you. Ooh, these, y'all work on my it, fucking nerves. You see, that's what Project Paragon does. We always loop back. Look at that. To the general well. motherfucking. But I wanted to talk. We're going to talk about this next week because I feel like this is going to be a big, big, big thing. So think about this. Yes, daddy. What lesson did you take from your darkest moment? So we'll talk about that next week. But... Uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. If yes. you listen on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to... I'm sorry to... I yelled at y'all when we first got back, but that lets y'all know we're doing good. We're yeah, back. Yeah, we are. We're back. The energy is here. Like It's been a minute since y'all got a fucking hour and 40 minute episode. I can't believe y'all listen to us because I am crazy. Yo, I woke up the other day to like a random 60 fucking downloads. And it's like, okay, so the thing about podcasts is you don't see immediate like episode reception. Mm-hmm. It takes time because... A lot of people are catching up on your episodes. Yeah. So to wake up to like, and it's happened random fucking nights. Mm-hmm. Usually it'll be like 25, you know, mm-hmm. like, or 20, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's still a lot overall because you only, we only have like 26 episodes. Right. 60 fucking episodes in one night. And I'm like, was motherfuckers just sharing it? <laughs> I mean, I did, at the party, I did um, mention to the young lady, like, I have a podcast and she was like, I want to listen to it. So I, and I didn't give her no warnings. I was just like, go for it. I, I give people warnings because like I, I meet a lot of a lot of more older 
white people, honestly. They're always like, uh, we, we should be shooting the shit, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, you know what? I like you. Like, what do you do? Because I don't know what makes them ask me this, but they always ask me, what do you do besides this? And I was like, oh, funny you should ask. I was like, I'm a self-taught cook. I don't, I don't like know. when people call me chef. So I don't I'm, know I'm why I now. started telling people I do a podcast. Call me either but... a culinary agent or a cook. Please do yeah. not call me a chef. There's disrespect for the people who have actually gone to culinary school. I'm mm-hmm. a, I am would tell people, I was like, oh, I'm a self-taught cook. I was like, I have a podcast about mental health. They're like, oh, get out. What's it called? Shut the front door. Man, these fucking church, like these churchmen. And like, I always like look at their business cards because that's one thing I learned. We need to step up. White people always got fucking business cards. Leland. No matter what it is, they got a fucking business card for it, boy. Yeah. And it's like, like this woman, he's a church man. And I was like, uh, I was like, I should warn you. So, <laughs> I was like, I should warn you. I was like, my co-host and I are pretty vulgar. I was like, but I was like, our overall mission is still mature. He's like, nah, he's like, thank you for the heads up, but it's okay. Yeah, no, but my whole thing is like, I like, this is like, I'm coming into my own every day. You know, as we all are. So, it's just like, you know, I could come here and just be me. So, like, all in all, like, if you meet me and you want to talk to me and you're interested, hey. Yeah, I've, I've buckle slacked up. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> I've slacked up on, like, uh, reaching out to people to be guests on the podcast because we have changed the recording day to back to being in the middle of the week on Tuesdays. So, it's harder to get people in. But I also don't mind that because... I feel like the quality of the... Once I get used to my schedule, because y'all don't... I mean, it's inconsequential to y'all, but I have two jobs now, so my time is very scarce. But once I figure out, like, how to balance my time and shit, the quality of everything will increase because mm-hmm. I won't be so exhausted forcing myself to do this shit. Right. Um, but outside of that, like... I mean, if, I if people can like come, they can come. People don't say, be reaching out like... I'm about to say, if it's meant for people to be on here, they'll be on here. We slot these... I'll be slotting these motherfuckers in, and they'd be so gung-ho, so excited. And I understand life gets in the way, but, you know, just reach out. Let them know. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's whatever. I've been care. having a few people in mind, but I just be like, hmm. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to reach out. The last three people I've slotted have fallen through, and I'm not mad at all, because I know they listen, and it's like, I never want people to understand, like, I'll never be mad at you Communication is just communication rules the nation. Yeah. But as always, thank y'all, and until next time, peace. Bye.